The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the world. We've been waiting for you. What's right with you? How do you find out? How can you improve your finances, health, relationships, business, and more? Welcome to the Access Consciousness Radio Show. We'll help you find that awareness with tools that actually work. Now, here are your hosts, the founders of Access Consciousness, Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane Here. Welcome to Hi, everybody. It's Gary. And Dane, welcome to the Access Consciousness Show on Voice America. How does it get any better than this? Personally, I'm glad to be here. I haven't been here in a while. You know, I've been traveling. I've been doing things, you know. Stuff. Yeah, you've, you've uh, been gone. You know, being you changing the world is, is yeah. quite quite busy work, I got to say. And, busy uh, work. I like busy uh-huh. work. Okay, that's got to be a good thing for you. So we are very fortunate. We have an amazing guest on our show today who really knows a lot about the topic we're talking about. The amazing Anne Maxwell. Thanks for joining us, Anne. Thank you so much for inviting me, you guys. Two of my favorite people in the entire planet. Thank you. Oh, uh, you're the awesomest. <laughs> you, you rock. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the what? topic today is about bullies. Oh, baby boy, we got it. Oh man, there's, there's, that's a juicy one. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> it is a juicy one, and the thing is, so many of the bullies in the world are the people who make other people feel like crap, and it's like, and that's kind of your area of expertise, isn't it? You know, it actually is. And one of the, I just did a um, teleclass on, uh, called All About Your Kids. And one of the classes was on bullying. And I asked all the people on the line, so how many of you were bullied when you were younger? And there was this energy of freeze, right? <sighs> and I said, I asked, how many of you were bullied by kids in school? And how many of you were bullied by your parents? And how many of you were bullied by your grandparents and by other family members? And how many of you are bullied in your life right now by your spouses or by your kids or by your employers or by your employees? And there is just this silence that went across the line. And there's, a, there, there's an energy of, um, of, of people conforming to other people's points of view about the way they should be and taking on other people's projections um, that actually have nothing to do with them. But because they're so intense and because they're so real, I think a lot of people take, take it on as if it was their own deal. And, and the thing that I get about bullying is that it really has nothing to do with the recipient of the person who's being bullied. It has everything to do with the person who's doing it, who's being mean or who's saying who's projecting their unkindness onto other people or doing whatever. And, and there's just this wave of relief that goes through people when they get given really a different space to be with it, right? Exactly. Uh, as, yeah. And even being able to bring it up and talk about it, you know, because that, you know, what most people do is they do everything they can to try to put it behind them and, and create it as something that didn't really occur 
rather than acknowledging it and going, yeah, this is something that happened. And yeah, it had an impact on a lot of the points of view I created about myself because I think that's where that's where it ends up creating such a big thing is in our points of view about us and then also how we can be with others, how we can receive with others or not. And, you know, like, like you're saying, it, it just, how you, how you deal with people, you know, it's like, one, of the things, one of the things that was interesting to me is that, uh, you know, it's like there was a kid who came to one of my classes. He was 13 years old and it's like, and he's, very artistic. He was an artist of magnitude. And the guy, you know, the kid came and he says, what do I do? These, these guys in my class are calling me a faggot and they're, you know, and they're saying I'm gay and they want to, uh, you know, it's like, and they, and, and they, you know, it's like, and they're being really mean to me and they're taking my money every day and I don't get to buy any treats at school because they're like taking everything away from me. I said, so what would happen if you actually knew what to say to them that would keep them from doing that? He says, well, I can't know that. I went, yeah, you can. <laughs> it was like, here's what you do. This is what you say. Okay, so the deal is this. When they say you're gay, you say, okay, so if I'm gay, how come I know what, you know, pussy tastes like? <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> Did that change the conversation? <laughs> that as the way of undoing a bullying situation. <laughs> but boy, did it work. Yeah, it worked. Yeah. No, goes, but I don't know what it tastes like. And I said, I will tell you, my friend. Just, you know, come to me at break and I'll tell you exactly what it tastes like and exactly how to describe it. And watch them. Because all you got to do is they're trying to intimidate you, out intimidate them. Show them that nothing matters. Right. I, right, exactly. I had a, um, I had a, so as a therapist or working as a therapist, I'm a little unusual. And so instead of seeing kids every week for a year and a half or three and a half years or for their entire life, I see them whenever stuff comes up and then they, and then they go off again. And so one of, the, one of my favorites, he's a magical boy, and um, I've had several stories about him that I've told. But this one, he's a, he's a uh, quarter, he's, I think he was 11 at the time, and he was a quarterback for a, for a championship team, football league team. And he's a, he's has Coke bottle thick eyeglasses and he's a skinny little guy. At that point, he was really scrawny. After this story, he filled out and really became much meatier in a lot of ways. But anyway, skinny and scrawny at this point. And his mom, and he came in to see me and his mom said he was being picked on and bullied at school. And so I said, what's up? What? And he said, well, the kids are being mean to me and they're picking on me and making fun of me. And I, I said, what are they saying? And he said, well, they're telling me that I shouldn't be a quarterback because I'm too skinny and I'm too short. And I said, but I thought, I thought you were a championship quarterback and he, of, a, of a team that won the championship of your league, like of your region. And he said, his whole body lit up and he said, yeah, we did. And I said, well, if that's true, then how, how can they say that you shouldn't be quarterback? And he said, well, they tell me I'm too skinny and I'm too small so I can't see over the line. 
And I said, so do you just do a running game or do you ever pass the ball? And his whole being just lit up again. And he said, oh, I pass the ball all the time. I throw it. I have my friend Trevor who's out there and I, I run outside the pocket and I always know where Trevor's going to be. And I just throw the ball to Trevor and Trevor always knows where the ball's going to be coming from. So he always catches it. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that awesome? And I said, so these other kids, are you a better football player than they are? And he, and his whole, I mean, he was tapped back into the magic of him and Trevor and he went, Oh yeah. And I said, so what if you could be this? when you're with them and just go, uh-huh, okay. <laughs> and I said, I did the, why don't you just agree with them and just sort of silently laugh because all you're doing is agreeing with their point of view or, or you're, you're letting them know that what they think is, if it's true for them, that that's fine with you, that you don't necessarily agree with it, but you can just go, uh-huh, uh-huh. And he came back a couple of months later and I swear to God, you guys, his body had filled out and he had more muscle on it and he was, he was standing straighter and he'd grown, I don't know, like two, three inches, like wearing flood pants like that. And, and the remarkable thing about it is like, Dane, what you were just talking about, about how you take it in and those decisions really dictate your life. They dictate your body too. And, and once he let go of the fact that he wasn't skinny and scrawny and too short to be a, a quarterback and stepped into the magic of him, his whole, his body just responded and magically, right? Like, that's that pretty funny. Oh, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly the, you know, that's the beauty of it. It's like, you know, your willingness, your willingness to actually acknowledge the kid for his knowing. Yeah. And also what was actually great about him and teach him like without even saying the words, but teach him not to align and agree or resist and react. Just, Hey, if you want to have that point of view, that's fine. I'll laugh at myself too. Um, <laughs> by the way, we won the championship asshole. I told to tell the other kids that he could you know if I'm if I'm gay and you're not then how come I know what it tastes like it's like do you know that those kids stopped and it's like he didn't even say anything to him they just stopped bullying him and they stopped taking his money well not just only because he had the attitude of yes I can drop you and the one yes. kid came up and the kid that was taking his money literally came up and gave him five bucks the following day <laughs> And I don't remember even what he said. It was like, yeah. what is this for? He's like, just because, and walked away. And it was like, wow, trying to make up for the damage done, apparently, you know? Yeah. But it's, it's from that changing that point of view. Yeah. So we have Shane in Philadelphia on the line. Shane, what's your question? Hi, guys. Uh, my question is, um, it's about uh, something that's, I guess, a little confusing for me. Um, I've got an agenda with aesthetics that uh, gets me, I guess, bullied or rejected a lot. Um, I'll see someone, I'll see a group of people that uh, I like or appeals to me aesthetically, and I'll try to make friends with them, and they won't receive me or they'll reject me, or I'll just make an aesthetic choice. Like, I'll, I'll just be doing my own thing, and it'll, like, piss someone off, and they'll come and kind of uh, give me crap for it. And so I'm wondering how I can um, receive all the aesthetics that I'd, I'd like to have, in, you know, in my life. But uh, also not get bullied or not uh, have not have it. I don't know. It's causing like issues for me in relationship with people, and I'd like to change that. All right. So it's like one of the things you can do is run this process, put it on a loop, and listen to it. What energy, space, and consciousness can I be? It would allow me to be the most valuable product in my life for all eternity. 
cool. Yeah. And it's like because it's when you don't think you're a valuable product that you think something's wrong. You got to have that place where you know nothing is wrong. Yeah, like it's funny even just calling in right now. I don't know why, but I feel like somehow like an inappropriate nuisance or something like that. I wasn't aware of that until just that second ago, but uh, which is like ridiculous because that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, the thing is when you want someone else, the end result is you try to create something not based on, you know, you, but based on what they're going to like. It's like you got to like you because if you like you, things will happen that are magnificent. And when and when you do it also based on aesthetics, the the thing you want to recognize is the people that this reality considers aesthetically beautiful don't believe they have to let anybody into their sphere of influence unless they're at least or more aesthetically beautiful than they've decided they are. And so you're you're not talking about somebody who's actually open to receiving most of the time. In fact, what they're most often into is rejecting. And judging. And judging. And they also get so much attention, energy, and input that their point of view is that they are the valuable product and no one else is for the most part. Everything's done to make you wrong in that case. We need to destroy it in creative place. Uh, yeah. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Well, I got a no, I got a no actually. I got a no that I wouldn't uh, destroy and create all that. So, do you like the abuse? Um, <laughs> I had a, I yeah, I, yeah, I didn't, uh, yeah. No, I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> cool. So, you willing do you to like, choose? Do you like being rejected? No, I don't enjoy it at all. You sure? Well, I I had a I mean, I like I went to a Quaker school as a kid and there was a so the Quakers are very nonviolent and they made sure they went to great lengths to make sure there was no bullying and there was there was no bullying at all in school. And but I still got I actually still got picked on. Like some kids went out of their way to stick their neck out and like just you know pick on me and and uh, bully me. I was like the only kid, uh, I think, in the whole school that had had that kind of um, bullying. So, so it's like, look, you got to look at this. Apparently, you but, like to be bullied. Uh, and you, and you can't change it until you acknowledge the fact that you like it. Okay. So what what gift is bullying to you? It's attention. Okay, so have you misidentified bullying as good attention or attention? Um, I guess uh, my point of view is that it beats no attention. Okay, so you know what? You might want to give that up. (laughs) (laughs) Everything you've done to misidentify and misapply that or decide that, will you destroy and create it, please? Yeah. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyond. Yeah. Hmm. And it's like I was in, I guess I was the third grader at the time, and it's like I couldn't relate to other third graders, 
So I, that was the only way I've, but, and so I'm still holding on to this agenda because I'm trying to relate to a bunch of third graders. How's that working for you? Poorly. Well, then maybe I ought to give it on up to Jesus or anybody else that'll take it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you've done to stick you in the third grade and to continuously go back there to sort of get a check on reality and how and reality the, works? And attention. We destroy and create all that. Yeah. Right, wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyonds. Ah. Good Lord. Okay. Oh, baby. So maybe you'll have a thing or two change here, dude. And yeah. right. And if you run that process, that's the other one that, yes. that will start changing things. And then the other Keep thing we running have, it, please. we have this thing called clearing the issues of abuse. I think it's still called clearing the issues of abuse for animals in the access shop. It's a, it's like a $35 or $50 download. It uh, used to be on two CDs back in the day when CDs were prevalent. Hey, it used to be three. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you know, tapes. When tapes and, were something you actually used. And, 40 tapes? Did you say 40 tapes? No, he said three. Three tapes. Oh. But basically, it's it it takes a totally different point of view about abuse, but there's a process on it that Gary runs over and over and over that unlocks more than I could even begin to tell you that may actually also start shifting this in a different way. So... That's another suggestion for getting a little deeper on changing this particular subject. Yeah, you. because basically what you suffered was abuse, and you got to get that, acknowledge that, and choose something different. And you can choose something different. It doesn't, I mean, the fact that we're doing this call, the fact that you're calling in, it's like it can change. That's the thing you want to recognize is it doesn't have to be that way anymore, which is why we're having the conversation, which is why we have these processes, which is why we're doing all this stuff. Which is why we do this show, because we're idiots. Exactly. But we're good at it, you know. So thanks for calling in, Shane. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, talk to you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. So. So there you go. There's the example. The problem is it's like you get bullied in the third grade. You expect to be bullied the rest of your life. Exactly. How much choice do you really have? So we're down to 30 seconds or less here, Dane. So you know what? At least on this uh, segment. So. so we're going to go to break, and uh, we'll be right back with the amazing Ann Maxwell. <laughs> Yay. And uh, myself, Dane here, and we'll be talking more about bullying and unlocking more of this stuff. Thanks, everybody. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session 
or to find a Boris class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads, online classes, and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to Hello, everybody. It's Gary and Dane and the lovely Ann Maxwell. Hi, everybody. So we're going to have some more conversations and conscious about bullying. And we have Karen from Maine on the line. Karen, what you got to say, ask, believe, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Actually, I had a question about the distractor implant of uh, fear. And yeah. how it's related, I mean, it's actually kind of instinctual, it's instinctual behavior. And I know that you had taught that there's no such thing as instinct, um, and maybe I'm misunderstanding. Um, but I just thought, like, instinct, a lot of things, it kind of, like, saves us, saves us energy so we don't waste time doing things. And there are sometimes benefits. And I think of fear as sometimes um, maybe it's not the right time or whatever that it can actually be beneficial. No. It's never beneficial. It's never beneficial? It's never beneficial, and it's not an automatic response. It's something you learn. Now, let me ask you a question, Karen. In an emergency situation, do you get calm, cool, and collected and handle it, or do you fall apart and fly away? I kind of do both sometimes. No, you don't. You're so lying. (laughs) (laughs) Karen Brown, you're so full of shit. <laughs> I do. I freak sometimes. So no, you don't. You only freak after you've gotten calm, cool, and collected, and handle it. True story. Gotta say, <laughs> it's hard to play small with these guys, Karen. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> hi, Ann. Just saying um, hi. So can you talk a little bit about instinct, though? I mean, is there any place where instinct is actually... Because we do some... Some of our behaviors are so instinctual and so... They're not. They're not. They're they're created. They're bullshit. 
You know, if you had instinct, if you did, if you actually functioned from instinctual, you'd be happy all the time. True story. That is your instinct, actually. Everything else is a learned behavior. Learn to keep you small. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Do the birds wake up in the morning and going, I'm having a bad heather, feather day. I'm not going to sing. No. I am totally, like my worm tasted like crap this morning. I'm not even going to toot a little peep <laughs> for you. Not going to happen. Hate it. Having a very bad day today. You feed the children. I'm just not going to do it. No, the only instinct we really have is to be happy, and it's the one that we deny all the time. Really? Okay, I guess I just can't wrap my mind around that. Yeah, I know. That's the reason you're in trouble, because you have a mind. Get rid of it. (laughs) Your mind is a dangerous thing. Waste it. Yeah, but, I mean, what about, like, chemistry, when you meet people in relationships and things like that? Isn't that kind of like instinct, too? Or, I mean, that's Uh like a natural biological behavior? No, that's hormonal ridiculousness. <laughs> it's ridiculosity. It's a new word I'm pointing. Mm. So there's, there's ways to get around that then? Yeah, ask a question. Oh. The hell is this and what do I do with it and how do I change it? Okay. All right, so... All those things that you call instinctual response will leave if you will use questions because your mind can only justify and explain what you already know and have decided and learned. Whereas a question will open the door to a greater possibility. That your mind can't even figure out. At all. And the other thing you want to realize is all those things you call instinctual and automatic are actually choices where there's this nanosecond of choice right before you go into that, what you call automatic behavior. And if you'll stop it and you'll back it up and go, okay, what other choice do I have available here? Which, by the way, is a question. Oh, yeah, that's a question. You'll start to actually step into the space that's within that nanosecond of choice, and it'll stop being a nanosecond. It'll become like a day. It'll be like, wow, okay, here's the thing that happened. Here I am. How am I going to respond? And then you realize you have choice and you'll break the thing that makes you believe it's automatic and instinctual. But if you want to believe it's automatic and instinctual, that's fine. That way you have you are not responsible for friggin' anything. Exactly. <laughs> then the world gets you to do everything it wants and you can act like you're as pathetic as you like to pretend you are, which will be awesome. How's that working for you, honey? <laughs> There's it's one not. other choice. You could instead... Um, If you want to get sort of like the full version of all of this, you could just every morning wake up and stick your head in a toilet. And flush it. (laughs) (laughs) That's your option. So truly, the only instinct we really have is really the instinct to be happy. Yeah. Yep. Wow. More possibilities. Happiness and more possibilities are the only instincts you actually have. That just makes me so sad and I don't know why. Well, it's like, I mean, how many people do you see choosing that? Nobody. Well, very few. Yeah, so, of course, you'd be unhappy with that. You'd be sad. And, mm. and in, when you were being brought up, how many people were happy and or gave you permission to be happy? Oh, and or many. gave you permission, right, not many? Not so, many, yeah. That would not be any. Nothing. Actually, not any. I'm sorry. I was, yeah, was going to say, hello. So, Karen, I have a question. 
Yes, Dave. Have you learned to misidentify and misapply that every time you're happy, you're actually sad? I go heavy on that one. Yeah, that's because what you have to do to twist happiness into sadness is really twist yourself into knots. You have to bend, fold, staple, and mutilate you. You become a knot, not you. And a knot head. You You become a knot head. And you (laughs) might as well wrap yourself on the head with a stick. Yeah, because, because remember, I was a very happy child, and um, and I'm just regaining that again. Um, oh. oh, yeah. See, it's like as a child, we usually are happy until people convince us we can't have that. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much for addressing my question about instinct and fear. I really appreciate it. Problem. No problem. Okay, so we have Jane from Philadelphia. Hello. Um, gosh, I didn't expect to get on so quick. Um, thank you. Um, I just want to say um, I'm very grateful for the advice you gave me last time I was on the call about um, being me, and it's really helped. And um, the question I have today is um, I'm trying to say this in a really short way, and I, my mind doesn't know how to. Um, my son, five months ago, confessed to like writing these notes in the second grade and um, to this other boy, and I kind of didn't follow up, and I didn't actually find out what was the real story, and the mother happened to be somebody that I knew fairly well, like out of all the other mothers, and um, she accused him of writing like these explicit things to her son, and I, to this day, don't even know what it is, and she's still mad at me for not having followed up and been like, you know, the ex- do, done the expected thing of apologizing for my son. And um, to, so my, my son just came just, home so upset today just, because he feels excluded now because she's sort of like the doyen of this, this classroom. Like she is the social butterfly. Like she has all these functions and, things at her house and he feels so excluded because uh, I don't know I don't even know what to do like I feel like so caught up in his storyline and I don't feel that way I have another son and I don't feel that way about my other son I just feel so responsible for his happiness oh please stop talking sorry I I couldn't hear you I didn't hear you interrupting me you just keep going on honey you don't stop I, I, I didn't hear you. Like, you if anything, you don't, let us have a moment in to help you. I'm sorry. Okay, so first of all, find out what your, you know, what your, boy, you know, your boy said. I just feel like it's the end of the school year, and, and the teacher told me, don't worry about it. And your te- The teacher's probably right, and you want to find out what the kid said and then apologize to her for your son's bad behavior. I did that. I sort of just sort of took your advice, like how sometimes you say, just say you were right, I'm wrong. And I did that to the other parent. And and it's still like, I feel like from the moment I met this woman, like we were sort of like on a roller coaster downhill. Honey, she only wants to be the, you know, the superior being. She doesn't have any desire to create any connection. Right. Okay. Right. Your son was trying to connect, create a connection with her son. Did that work? No. So, you know, it's like making him wrong, making you wrong. The story that you're buying is hers. 
Mm-hmm. She's right and you're wrong. Your son is wrong and she's right. What would happen if you started asking your son about what he did and, and okay, so what was the purpose of that? Mm-hmm. You know, um, what if all the explicit things your son said were things that came out of that kid's head? The other kid. Yeah. And it's like, and did, it's did he actually good. say them? I, I don't know. Supposedly they have, uh, you know, a scanned in copy, and I, you know, it went to that far. So um, I never asked them to scan it in. I was sort of like busy with my own things, and I never said, pull this out for me and let me see what it was. Um, well, where, where, where are your, you know, where are your instincts for protecting your child, Mother Bear? Um, where are my instincts for protecting my child? Yeah. Um, I felt like I did, and that was getting me nowhere because I was like, yes, I was like, um, you didn't I was telling the, the other woman that, um, look, there was another kid, I mean, that was doing it as well. And she's like, no, 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 he didn't do any of it. It was all your kid. And um, I don't think that it went so far. It, my, my, I don't stop my children or I don't shame them from talking about their body parts. And I think that as far as it went, it, the notes talked about certain body parts that this other woman thinks that eight-year-olds should not know okay. about. Um, hey, and, and, Jane. Yeah. Jane, you've got to get all the information before you can know what to do. Right. Getting her to give you all the information is the problem, not the fact that your kid did or did not do it. So what do I do about, like, the fact that I've let so much time b- pass by and the school year is almost over? And Ask for it now so that you can tell your kid there are stupid people in the world and these are certain things you can't talk about. Right. You know, it's like all you got to do is inform your kid, okay, you know what? Touch your weenus, you know, your penis in private, but don't touch it in public. Right. You know, right, like, and they know. I thought they knew. I just, I just, and I don't know what he said. You're right, and I don't have the information. But even if I did, I just feel like my son feels like he did something, you know, there's like irreparable Jane, damage done, and he's... Jane, Jane. you don't have the information. Right. That is the sticking you here. Get the information so you know what was done, so you can actually talk to him about it. So they, right they, now... Yeah. You say, even if I did have it, it wouldn't be any different. Actually, it would. Right now, it's almost like you don't want to have the information. Right. So everything makes you not want to have the information that will actually allow you to change this situation and be on top of it instead of having you and your son be the effect of it where you just run and create a place. Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shirts, boys and beyond. And by the way, mm-hmm. you're bullying you with not having information. Hmm. Okay. It's like information is the only thing you can ask for that will give a greater possibility. Right. Thank you. You're welcome. And please stop, you know, stop coming to conclusion and start going to question. Right. And if you go to question, you'll ask, okay, so what is this really and what do I do with this? There's four questions that will change your whole life. What is this? What do I do with it? Can I change it? And if so, how do I change it? Use those right. four questions with everything. 
not right. my son wrote a letter, so I don't know what it is. What is this? You can't find out what it is without getting all the information. Right. Then you'll know what to do to change it. Right. You're dealing, you... you're dealing from the dark, and you're actually destroying you. Please stop that. Right. And when you get the information from your son, it would be awesome if you could not jump to conclusion mm-hmm. and do what Gary's talking about, ask more questions. Okay, so what else is, what is this? Right. Right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome, Thanks for calling. Thanks. Bye. Okay, so please, folks, recognize that when you don't gather the information to have total awareness of what you're dealing with, you're actually bullying you. And people who bully you function from a place of not enough information to know what is actually true. Got to know what's true in order to create a different point of view. If you don't look to what's going to create a different point of view, no possibility can ever show up in your life of a different reality. Whew. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So you actually have to get you actually have to get the information of what's going on in the situation, but and also what's true for you, because otherwise, how can you? There's no way if you don't have the information. And I think a lot of us, for whatever reason, try to avoid the information as though. Avoiding it is going to somehow make things better. Unfortunately, avoiding the information always makes it worse. Because even if it's not something you want to hear, at least when you have the information, you at least know what is going on and where people are functioning. So there. So there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the question, again, is not a statement with a question mark at the end of it. It's not, what did he say that was so bad? It's no. What terrible thing did he say? That's not a question. The question is, what did he actually say? Yeah. And then, and then another question is, okay, so what is that? And, and what do we and, do? With it? And what do we do with it, right? Because the deal is for six, seven, and eight-year-olds, that's a time, and younger, that's a time where they um, explore body parts and they notice differences between boys and girls. And a lot of adults get um, upset. When kids, act, when kids do that, but there's really nothing wrong with it. And, and it's, a, it's grownups that jump all over him and say it's a bad thing that, can, that starts the sort of the slippery slope down the sex is a bad thing and your body parts are bad and you should be ashamed of them road. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. So exactly. it's time for us to go to a break. So we're going to go to a break and we'll come back and I'll tell you a really bad story on myself. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Access Conscious Show on Voice America. We'll be right back. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Dane here, and I would like to invite you to an adventure in being. I've just written and finished a new book known as Being You, Changing the World. Are you one of those dreamers? One of those people who's always known that other possibilities should be available but haven't yet been able to see them be created? Well, I wrote this book for you. In it, you'll find tools, processes, and unique perspectives to change the things you've always wanted to change but didn't know how. In it, you'll find an invitation to a different possibility for a way that we can be in this world that changes not only our lives, but by being us, allows us to contribute to changing everything planet-wide that doesn't work. Are you aware that truly great people, truly being them, 
is the only thing that has ever created a great change on this planet. Are you willing to step up? Are you willing to be one? Check out a copy of my new book, Being You, Changing the World. I invite you to go to beingyoubook.com for a free gift. When you're pondering the big questions like, is there more than this? How can I have a happy relationship? What would it take to like my body? And how do I make more money? Where do you go for information and tools? Check out the online store at accessconsciousness.com. Accessconsciousness.com has books, DVDs, instant video and audio downloads, online classes, and so much more. Subjects include abuse, changing your body, recovery, raising children, business techniques, tools to generate more money, how to have better sex and healthier relationships, just to name a few. At accessconsciousness.com, you can also find facilitators who teach local classes on a variety of subjects. Accessconsciousness.com, your one-stop shop for tools to assist you in changing your life. All of life comes to us with ease, joy, and glory. Go to accessconsciousness.com to learn more. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are tuned in to Access Consciousness. To join in on the discussion today, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to va at accessconsciousness.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to Hi, everybody. It's Gary. And Dane with our guest, Anne. And Anne. <laughs> See, now she's into it. Yeah. Now I'm jumping now, in. Now I look all mean, like I'm talking over her. You are. <laughs> Gary is, just if you hear that noise, it's Gary moving the computer on the It's just because I want to see pillow, what's going on. Because he wants to see what's going on. I'm and, curious. You know, and, exactly, and you're abusive. And I'm, I'm a bully right now. That's right. Because I don't want to abuse other people with the sound that a computer makes slipping across a pillow. Well, isn't that the only reason everybody's a bully is because they don't want anybody else to, you know. Oh, yeah, like you. Yeah. Huh. Right. So you've, you've done a lot of stuff with bullying, haven't you? I've done quite a bit of stuff with bullying. One of my favorite was so uh, – can I tell you another story? I've got so many bullying stories. And, and they have to do with, um, with the kids who are really magical. And a lot of these are, are kids who are incredibly athletic who then get bullied by their teammates be, um, out of insecurity or whatever. And, and when, so another one, 10-year-old who's got legs that go up to my waist, right? Long, long legs. And he's a... He's a pitcher, and he just came back from spring training in Arizona. He went with his dad with this superstar league, and he's a superstar pitcher on this superstar team that wins championships regularly. And there were college coaches that were there who were asking his dad for his dad's phone number so they could keep track of this kid. He's 10, right? And wow. he's a, right? And he's a kid who's been bullied at school 
and been made fun of because he's so skinny and because they call him nerky and stupid and like that kind of stuff. And I had the same kind of conversation with him um, that I had with that other kid. And, and he's, his body is filling out and he's, he doesn't come in to see me anymore. His mom said, I don't know what it is that you guys do. I don't know what it is that goes on between the two of you when he's with you. But when he leaves, he's a different kid, and he's got friends at school and all that kind of stuff. And and he comes in to see me until he's able to um, be on his, you know, sort of be on his own, be on his feet, and then he stops coming in until it gets rough again. But there's something about, like, Dane, um, when you say hi, you know, when you be that space of hi, that total allowance and where you you just like jump for joy when you connect with the being in front of you like what do you do about bullying that's one of the things that I do with the kids when they come in to see me and when they light up and they get sparkly and they be actually who they are I ask them if they can be that with the with the kids who are bullying them when they go back out into the world again and they they are. They do that, and it and it sh- it changes everything. Like a lot of times, the kids will do Gary. What you talked about, like or Dane, with that kid that gave the thirteen um, year old money that he'd been taking with him from him and stuff like that. But um, it, it and it, and you can't do it with an outcome in mind. You do it to change. I say to them, you're not going to be able to know what this is going to create, but what if you just do it for you because it's easier on you and because you're a lot, it's, it's, um, you're, you really, I don't know, you, you, you being that space is going to change a lot and, and it does and they do. I get asked that, what do you do when you're bullied? How do you like deal with it? And so I just thought I'd throw that out. You'd be different, you know, it's like another yeah. thing the kids have to get. Now, I'm going to tell, tell them myself, because you were talking about, you know, six years old to eight years old is when they get interested in body, body parts. So when I was totally. six years old, I used to go out behind my garage with the little girls, and I'd make them show their thing, and I would show my thing, and then we would poop on the ground to see who could create the biggest poop. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really normal. <laughs> and parents come in and tell me these kinds of stories looking horrified, and I just laugh and go... They're fine. <laughs> That's what they do. That. Yeah, right. That's just what you do. And it's like, and, you you know, and I thought I was a terrible person for years until I ran into a friend who did, you know, other things that were equally as silly because I finally looked at it and I went, well, that was just silly. What? That I could do a bigger poop than they could do met something? <laughs> <laughs> So how do you tell the difference between something to be concerned about and something to not be concerned about is that that's, that's within the scope of what's considered to be normal developmental um, growth, you know, for kids it's it's exploring body parts. You want to, what I tell people is that when they start describing things that are beyond the scope of where they are, um, developmentally, that's when you get concerned. So when a four-year-old describes um, semen, you know, like that kind of stuff, then you like, that's when the flags go up and you do something else. But, but for body part exchanges and sizes of poops like that, that's pretty normal. Yeah, that's pretty funny that that's normal, huh? <laughs> I think it's hilarious. And I, I, I am the space of the parents when they come in and they look at me sort of horrified. But 
but when I'm when they're done, they're they're like they're relieved. You know, it's like yeah. Okay, well, the problem is most of them don't remember when they did that kind of stuff. <laughs> they weren't allowed to, or they yeah. were made to be ashamed or feel bad about having yes. done it. It's like right? it's like my my kids. It's like I I went to get some film that had been developed, and they had taken pictures of one another with their genitals hanging out, and it's like <laughs> and. I saw these pictures and I went, oh my God. And so I got together with them. I said, okay, guys, these kind of pictures are not something you want to take, you know, at least until you're 25, okay? <laughs> and it's like, and don't, and it's like, and I'm going to burn these because I don't want your mother to find these things because she will go off on you big time. Because mm-hmm. she would have decided they were psychologically damaged and needed to go to the woodshed or something. No, here's here's the interesting thing about that. If you look at the difference, you look at what Gary did, which was, okay, I'm getting rid of these because I recognize this is just normal behavior that kids will do. If his ex-wife had found those pictures, she would have literally taken them to a psychologist with the idea that these are wrong. And if the psychologist aligned and agreed, these kids would have been on a totally different path in their life about the wrongness of them trying to make up for the damage done. And, you know, what I wonder is how many of the bullies in the world are getting that at home, getting abused at home, getting, you know, have people like that, that there's something where they are experiencing or have experienced that far beyond their years. And now we're doing it to other people. Right. And the thing that the energy of a bully is the energy of feeling inadequate and insufficient and not good and wrong and that there's something wrong with them and and what they what bullies do is they project that on to um likely um recipients right somebody who's gonna who's who's gonna take right exactly exactly yeah Yeah. and so when i say to them one of the things that um you guys have said anytime somebody judges you it's because they're either being it or doing it kids get that really fast and the relief that just rolls off their shoulders like that little boy who's He's he's built like we are, you know, pretty skinny or pretty fit. And he was told he looked like a hippo and he was really upset. And I asked him whether this other kid was kind of skinny, kind of medium or kind of kind of chunky. And he said, he's really chunky. He's really fat. Right. And I said, like, who's the So who's the hippo? And he started laughing. He really got it right. That it wasn't any had nothing to do with him. And so I work with bullies, too. And a lot of the bullying, a lot of that belief that there's something wrong with them comes from their families, you know, comes from parents who feel inadequate and don't feel like they're so they their kids and they teach their kids to bully others. Hey, you know, we have a caller. We have a caller from the Netherlands. Clarissa. Clarissa. Hey. Hi. 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 Um, I'm calling in because I have a question um, because I've been doing access for quite a long time and uh, also noticing for quite a long time that I'm not really willing to change because things are not changing. And I wonder whether you, whether you can ask me some questions about that to get some awareness. Actually, I think I already know that this unwillingness to change isn't mine, but I'm still choosing it. Okay. So let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What has changed in your life? Hello? Well, the, fir- <laughs> the first thing that came up was nothing, but that felt heavy, so that's not true. Okay. 
I know, because the thing is, it's like, see, what happens is, it's like lots of things change in our lives, but the things that change are things that we've been willing to change. The things that don't change are the things we fixate on. Mm. So it's like what you got to look at, so what has changed? Do you react to situations different? I guess. You guess? Well... Not all, no, not always, not always, no. Not always, I, but you do I, I, I t- react to some situations different, right? Mm-hmm, yes. So you are getting change. Mm-hmm. But no, you yes, can, I would like to. You, you are a bit of a humanoid, so of course you judge you based on what hasn't changed more than you mm-hmm. do on acknowledging what has changed. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, can, can I ask you another question? What about... Because I, uh, I notice I hardly use the tools. I get so unaware, I don't use the tools. I get into a trauma or drama. And, uh, uh, and that's, so, that's uh, also referring to... I have a I, process for you to use to change. Mm-hmm. Okay? What do I love about trauma and jo- drama that keeps me from changing everything in my life? Hmm. Would you like to acknowledge that you love trauma and drama? <laughs> Apparently, yes. Yeah, good. You know, it's like, look, acknowledge the fact that you love trauma and drama. It's like most of the people who tell me they don't change much with access are the people who actually love trauma and drama, and they go, yes, but I shouldn't. I said, okay, you shouldn't, but you do. It's not a mm-hmm. problem. If you love eating chocolate... It's not a problem that you love eating chocolate. It's just a choice you have. What would you really like to do or create? You haven't created. Acknowledge the fact that you love trauma and drama and you will change all of this more easily. So the last thing you said? If you acknowledge the fact that you love trauma and drama, you can mm-hmm. change almost anything more easily. Okay. You know, it's like, do you like being a drama queen? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> not wrong, this, honey. Oneness mm. and consciousness includes everything without judgment. So if you didn't have to judge you for it, and you could go, what do I love about it? you can actually finally get to what you think you hate about it and actually change it because then you finally come out of the judgment of you and go, oh, wow, maybe I love it because it gives me a connection with mom and dad. Maybe it lets me always know who I am. Maybe it lets me always know who I'm not. Maybe it always gives me something to work on. You have no idea what you love about it. When you go, what do I love about this? And you pot and pot it and do it over and over Mm -hmm. and over. You finally realize, oh, my gosh, there's something I love about it. And that's the way to undo everything you think you hate. Including yeah. not change. Okay. Well, we're down to our last minute, so thank you for calling, Clarissa. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, we'll guys. Talk to you again soon, hopefully. Yes, I will. Thank you. So. Thanks. Bye. 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 Thanks, Anne, for being here. Thank Thanks. you so much for having me. Thank you. And Anne, do you have any? Do you have anything? Any last moments you want to say? We have thirty seconds left. Just one really quick thing that what I get about using the tools is it's not about being perfect. It's just simply about having 
tools that are really effective so that when you find yourself repeating something, whether it's bullying or anything else, you have tools that you can change it like instantaneously. So I get that sometimes um, people feel bad when they slide back into wherever they were and think, oh, this is just nothing changed. No, it's not about being perfect. Yeah. Stuff yes, does change. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, stop being a bully about bullying you for not being right. perfect. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. welcome to our world where nothing is wrong, nothing is right, everything is just a choice, and what would you like to create now? And where there's a lot more fun and possibilities available. Thanks for listening to the Access Country Show on Voice America. We look forward to being with you next time. Take care, everybody, and thanks, Anne. Thank you Bye. so much. Bye. <laughs> We appreciate you joining us this week for Access Consciousness, the radio show. To find out more about Access Consciousness, please visit our website at accessconsciousness.com. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time for another edition of our show with Gary Douglas and Dr. Dane here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have an excellent week. Welcome to the world.